You're now listening to Life is Christian Podcast, and I am your host, Charlotte Rutherford. Life is Christian is a safe space for believers and followers of Christ to share their experiences. Here on this podcast, we will be discussing our own personal struggles with walking in faith. We will also be sharing with you some practical tips on how to overcome these challenges. Let's get into today's show. On today's episode of Life as Christian, I will be speaking with guest Rafiat Ahmed. Rafiat reflects on Jeremiah 29, verses 11 to 13. She reveals how learning to let go and trust God has changed her life. We will start today's show off with Rafiat giving us just a brief introduction as to who she is. Hey everyone, my name is Rafiat Ahmed. I'm super excited to be here on this podcast today. I am the host of Follow Your First Mind podcast, um, and I'm also an intuition advocate. And what that really means is I help people to understand what it's like to follow their intuition, coming to understand what their intuition is, and how to live their best life through it, right? How to become resilient, believe bigger than those fears, because you know fears are always there, and really how to live your best life through the life that he planned for you. That's kind of my mission in life, and that's what I help people to do. Amen. Thank you so much for that. So what does the phrase life as Christian mean to you? The phrase life as Christian means to me a relationship with God, like an actual tangible love relationship with Christ and God. Um, I believe that it's very personable. It's very individual. Um, And I'm really glad glad for that. (laughs) I know it sounds strange, but like when I think of Christianity, I know it's a, it's a very large system. Um, but my journey this year has really shown me that he cares more about my heart, um, and me in my life. So that's what it means to me. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. I like that. He cares more about your heart because I mean, he does tell us, right? He knows our heart. So I like that. So as a follower of Christ, what is an area in your walk that you have struggled with? So this one, okay. I believe in getting fully authentic. So I'm just going to say it out there. Okay. For me, it was trust. It was really, and sometimes I dare I even say, sometimes it still is trust and trusting him fully um, with my life. Throughout my walk, I realized that I really had to come to know him as my everything, as my provider, as my comforter, as my father. That was a really big one, trusting him as the one who knows what's best for me and is going to do what's best for me. My journey has been where I kind of did on my own. Um, I guess I had family that supported me, but I pretty much was like, okay, what do I got to do? How am I going to fix this? And so shifting out of that mentality and to allow myself to just receive, well, first of all, I'll just say like, I didn't even know what receiving means until last, like last summer, uh, really the fall. Like it took me a long time to understand that because I realized I couldn't trust him in the way that I really should be. So trust, I would say was a really big struggle for me. Thank you. Because you know what? Like I too, I feel like as believers of Christ, we've all struggled with trust at some point or another. Trust is just one of those things. Like you mentioned, 
you've been doing it on your own, right? So it's like you've had total control of everything or you thought you had control of everything. (laughs) A lot of times it's just like, okay, yeah, so, you know, I think. And um, you're doing it on your own and it's all tangible. So you think that you have that trust and that total control. But then little do you know that, you know, he's the one that's in control. And then it's like when you feel like you have to let go and release all these things that you thought you knew or you thought you had control of, I can definitely see how somebody can struggle with trust because then you're at that place where you're just like, okay, so when I thought I was in control, I was able to do this by myself or I can make this happen in my own time. But now you're at that place where you're just like, okay, so I have to let that go. And now I have to trust God and trust his timing. And I feel like a lot of times that trust has to do with God's timing and not ours. That 100% is it. That is 100% it. It's, it's what is his timing? I want things so by this time, you know, in this way, and he's very much, but I have something better. And you have to allow me to give you that something better because you don't know what's to come, Right. One of the biggest things that I really wanted at the end of 2020 was my own place. And I wasn't able to get that there. And that really devastated me because I'm like, oh my gosh, God, like you brought me to this new opportunity. I thought that was going to be it. But I had to realize like, okay, he's still sovereign. So he still is planning it out and I have to allow him to do what he does. Like literally just this morning, he revealed to me that, oh, the place that you thought was your lowest, I led you there. like okay wow like you know like it it, I I enjoy the learning um but it's also hard like a hard pill to swallow sometime when you realize that okay he actually was with me the whole time um but now I'm letting him be with me you know so there's a there's a difference but I don't know to me it's like the quality of life right my quality of life then versus my quality of life now there's a piece that I have now that I just can't trade And so I have to learn to trust him if I want to keep this peace. Amen. 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 Yes. That peace that you have, that quality of life. That's so amazing. The peace that we have when we get to know and trust God and walk with God. It is so different from that peace that you have when you're in the world, because although you think you have things under control, it's like there's that level of discomfort and anxiety that still comes with you feeling like you have to plan and manage and take care of all these things that you know you want to be in control of. Whereas you're at that place mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, God, I trust you. I mean, even if I don't see it now, I trust you. You're going to do it because your word is true and your word never fails. Amen. That's it. That's it. Amen. So I like that. And I mean, you also mentioned something about being at your lowest place. And I know in the kingdom, we like to call that the valley experience, right? And a lot of times people get in this valley experience. They feel like God is not with them. But as David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God is with me. So a lot of times when we get in that valley or when we get in those low places, we have to remember that it is a testimony Mm. because he brought you to that low place. And now you have a testimony to share, to help somebody to overcome their struggle. So I like that. Thank you for saying that and sharing that. So how did you deal with that struggle of trusting God and being in that low place? A lot of, well, I'll be honest, in the particular low place, I wasn't close to God yet, but I knew he was calling me in terms of, I started listening like bef- 
I got to a place where I was so far from God that I didn't even like really listen to sermons anymore. I didn't even really, like I wasn't trusting him at all. And I started to get to that place where I would listen to gospel again. And like, that was like my, he was like calling my heart back home, using songs to like call me back home, you know? Um, but now when I'm, I'm in a valley, because I, I feel like you still go through valleys, it doesn't stop. That's another misconception that I thought like, okay, I'm Christian now, so it's gonna be high and tidy. No, he's like, listen girl. <laughs> <laughs> There is still growing to do. Um, and so now it's 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 prayer, it's journaling, it's reflecting on the decisions that I made to get to that place where I don't feel the the best. I talk a lot with my, my support system. I have a really great sister. We're almost like best friends or we're like best friends, I would say. And she asked me this question and it really sticks with me now. And she's like, what are you trying to control? And that makes me now, every time I feel off, I think about that question because I realize, oh, I'm trying to take control back from God. So let me look at where in my life am I trying to control? Um, so that's kind of how I'm starting to get to the values when I'm down there. I like that question. What are you trying to control? That's an important part. It makes you reflect and go back to that place because there's clearly something that's causing that level of anxiety and distress as exactly. to why you're feeling the way that you do. So I like that. You mentioned that when you were at that low place, you weren't as close to God. And I'm glad that you were able to recognize God speaking to you and calling mm. you because I feel like that's a big misconception that people that are not saved as yet, they feel like, oh, you know what? Well, God doesn't talk to me. Or even people that are saved, they feel like God doesn't talk to me, but he talks to you all the time. All the time. It's just that you have to be able to recognize that voice and yeah. recognize when it's you, when it's the devil, yes. and when it's God that's talking. So that's true. God definitely does speak. All the time. I think that's one of the things that I really learned throughout this year is like, he talks to you in so many different avenues. Like for me, it's answered prayers, it's sermons, it's friends I'm talking to, it's meeting you. It's like all these things where I feel like he's talking, but if you're expecting it only to be in the one voice, whatever you're expecting to hear, then you're not, you're going to miss when he is trying to talk to you in a way that works with you, right? He knows where you're at. So he's trying to meet you where you're at, if you let him. Amen. And we're guilty as Christians of that, because a lot of times we put God in this box, right? Like you said, we're expecting him to speak mm -hmm. to us through this one avenue. And a lot of times we put him in this box where you're just like, okay, well, this is the only way that because of what we want or we think we want in our mind, that's how we're expecting him to. Yeah. But like, I mean, he's a God that uses the foolish things yes. to confound the wise, right? So it's like, well, <laughs> he can literally talk to you any way. He can do anything he wants to do. He ain't got to ask you permission, you know? Why wouldn't he? Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He don't got to show up the way you're expecting him to show up. The important thing is that yeah. he shows up and yeah. that he will show up. Exactly. Exactly. And I had to really learn that because I thought like, okay, if I'm not sitting at my Bible, then he's not necessarily speaking to me. And then I realized like, oh no, but I know I prayed about that. And he answered me through this person or he answered me or like my nephew, he's nine. He'll answer me through my nephew. And I was like, you know, like I feel like he uses any, any avenue in which he wants to. And then I started realizing like, oh, oh, he's talking. This is him. And so I think it's just, you have to, a friend of mine gave me a really, uh, well, a mentor, a special mentor of mine gave me a really good 
uh, we were to advice. And she said, write it down what you're praying about. And so if there's a prayer request you really have, write it down with the date and write down when you think he answered you. And when you go back, you can actually see the different ways that he has been talking to you. And so you start to understand a little bit more about how he's leading you or where he's leading you to. Um, and that's why I said at the beginning, like, to me, it's that relationship with him. Because I realized, oh, you are, it's a, it's about me. It's not necessarily about, like, you making my finances good or my job good or whatever else. Like, it's really just my character and my heart that you're after. Amen. And that's it. He says a broken and a contrite spirit is what he wants, right? But I feel like the way that Christianity is set up. I won't even say the gospel because we know the gospel is the good news of Jesus and Mm -hmm. Christianity at this point has strayed in a direction where people think that it's really just about the outward appearance or their finances that show status. But like he says, he cares about your heart because I mean, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And this is how we actually demonstrate some of the fruits of the spirit. And this is how we know them, right? You know them by their fruits, but Mm, Christianity has kind of taken a whole other direction. It's easy to hide those things, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can hide your, the fruit that's actually coming out through the, the material fruit that you use. Mm -hmm. Like that's where we all need to get back to that place where, we re- like he says in revelations you know when he's talking to all the churches to come back to your first love like we all need to come back to mm. our first love which is jesus and just focus mm. on the heart like we all yeah, have a heart yeah. issue and yeah. that's what we all need to focus on so i'm glad you brought that up and i definitely do hope that the listeners will definitely take something from that and recognize that it's the heart that we need to work on that heart that needs to chase after god so what would you say to encourage someone out there that's going through the same trust issue that you had how would you encourage them i would encourage them to say everything works out for your good right like everything he's been really talking to me about jeremiah 29 13 which is the plans i have for you that verse i'm not gonna remember the whole thing sorry but I think it's the plans I have for you is for your good and not to harm you, a plan to give you hope and a future. And I feel like you have to hold on to what his promise is for you. Though right now your situation may not look the best or how you want it to look, you have to hold on to the fact that he's a God who fulfills promises. Um, and as you said, his word his word is never going to, like, it's always going to come, it's always going to be fulfilled, right? And so I feel like with trust, you have to believe that he is who he says he is, um, even if it doesn't look like it at the moment. And I would also say, I guess to that, I would say really was persevere. That was the biggest lesson I learned in 2020. One of the biggest lessons was how to persevere and to believe that he's going to do what he's going to say. Amen. Perseverance. The race is not for the swift, but it's for those that can't endure. Exactly. And he said to pick up your cross and follow him. And when we pick up our cross and we follow him, like he said, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have valley experiences. We will have valley experiences because it's a part of the Christian walk, right? It's It's a part of the test, the trials and tribulations that we experience. And I feel like that's where he wants to shine. Like that's kind of how I look at them now. 
I'll, sh- yeah, I'll say that because that's how I look at it now. Like that weakness and that test is I look at it as like, okay, this is how you're going to show up in my life. You're going to show up somehow in this <laughs> to show me that you're my life, right? Like I'm learning now about Christ being my actual life, right? Like he will live through me as me. And so when I feel weak and I can't do something, I realize, okay, he's going to show up somehow in this. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of try to remember that um, when I'm feeling like, okay, that trust is, is battling. It's like, he's trying to show me something. He's trying to show the world, right? Because he's trying to reconcile the world. It's not just about me, right? And so there's something in me and my situation that's going to help someone else in their situation. Amen. Eventually. Amen. Amen. And that's definitely the whole point of this podcast, sharing our experiences, that thing, that, that work, that good work that he's doing in you, that light is going to shine so bright, as he says, so that others can glorify our Father who's in heaven. To that. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't share that. We don't want to share with the world what God has done for us or how God has worked through us and in us. And I mean, if we don't share these things, then people looking at it can be like, okay, well, you know what? Why do I need to trust your God? Why do I need to get to know your God? What's the point? <laughs> So it's, 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 it's hard. It's, it's hard. And I thank you so much for sharing that. It is hard. We don't want to talk about it, but he needs to do it. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. It takes the pressure off, right? It really does. It really does. Because like he says, the birds, they don't worry about anything. He provides for them. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I had to meditate on that one for like a hot minute. Cause I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> These birds can get like all these good things over me. (laughs) And that's it, right? That's it. But it's all in his time. And we just have to learn to trust him. Like you said, trust his will, trust his plans, trust his promises. Because he says Mm. he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you to give you a life of hope and to prosper you. If I can add anything, I think the one thing that I had to learn in terms of trust is how to trust uh, myself and love myself because he made me. And I feel like through the journey of coming to who I am and trusting who I am, I've learned to also trust him um, and to receive his trust, right? Because he's trusting you too, right? With whatever he has for you. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. Thank you for agreeing to be on. And it was an absolute pleasure talking with you. Congratulations again for what you are doing. I think this conversation needs to happen. And so thank you. I think he's really, he's doing a work of reconciling a lot of people to him right now. So I think it's important. I feel like he definitely is moving into the airwaves, right? In terms of podcasting is, I'm realizing there's a lot Christian-based podcasts. There's a lot more faith-based podcasts out there that we came to realize. So I think it's good that we are speaking about him to more people who maybe not, not have heard about him in this way. So I think it's amazing. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Like I always say, if you want to hear more of this great podcast or be a part of this community, definitely subscribe on your streaming preference of choice. If you'd like to be a part of this great discussion, please send me an email at lifeaschristianpod at gmail.com. Or if you have a story to share, but you feel too afraid to speak up, you can definitely send me an email and I will share that story for you. Once again, thank you for listening. And I hope that you will continue to join me in having these great conversations. 
Until next time, be encouraged, be inspired, and be blessed. <music>